Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Okay, hello and welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. We're back. We're back. It's oh, great, isn't it? So good. How long has it been? Five months? Five months? <laughs> really? No, it can't have been. <laughs> it feels like it's been a long time. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, how are you, Romaj? I'm good, yeah. Keeping busy. What have you been up to since we last did this? Man, I've just, I just been watching Love Island, pretty much. That's right. been my last sort of month or so. Um, and do you, do you watch... watch that show? No, I don't. Oh, well, we won't talk about that. No, 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 we can talk about it. We can talk about it as a phenomenon. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched like the previous series mm, and yeah, this got is into new to it. Me, this one. Yeah, well, I got upset that I got into it, right. so I deliberately decided not to watch mm. this one because I think it's shit. It's but not shit. It feels like everyone's talking about it now. I know. I didn't hear anyone talk about it before. So you got into it. You're sort of a bandwagon jumper. For yeah, basically. And is it good? It is great. Yeah, Marcel from the Blazing Squad's in there. Right. We'll see. Like? He's funny. He's actually a very sweet guy. And he's oh falling in love God. with someone called. I mean, I'm properly so into it. Heat magazine Me and podcast. my flat mate, just obsessed with it. Um, so, uh, where'd you go on holiday? I went to uh, Corfu, which is in Greece. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> uh, what was it like? It's lovely. Yeah. A little villa there with my family, my nephews, and uh, my girlfriend. So, what do your family think of your girlfriend? They really liked her. That's Did like the first time they properly checked her out. Did you feel pressure, or was it alright? No, it's fine. Yeah. Just, uh, would you, if your uh, family didn't like your girlfriend, would you give a shit? It wouldn't be ideal, but no. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a motivation to, yeah. you know, get knock it on the head. Right. But, um, yeah. Okay. All, all good. Cool. I went to Australia. You went to Australia. Yeah. Of course. How was that? Good. You didn't die on your hole? No. As you I, um, I, 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 I... <laughs> I kept sleeping in the hotel till just before I did do the show, so I didn't really, just really high see energy. any of Australia. <laughs> and like um, Phil Jupiter was out there as well. Yeah. And then like we turn up to the show, and he'd go, oh, "I went to this cafe and like took a tram here and blah." And what did you do? I was like, I watched Netflix uh, for a bit, <laughs> masturbated, and the then, like, here. <laughs> so it's bad. New Zealand, I went for two nights. Is that good? Uh, I was annoyed about New Zealand because it's further away than Australia. I didn't know that. How so long does it like take to get like there from hour, Australia? Three-hour flight or something. Right. And so that freaked me out a bit. Mm. And then um, I had to do like New Zealand comedy gala, and it's televised. Well, they pick some of the acts to go in the TV show over right. there, right? And the woman that picked me up said, "Oh, you, you'll definitely be in because you're an international act." Mm. And then um, I went, and it wasn't an easy gig. And then when I went out, I said hello and like two people said hello back 
And then I went, oh, you know, you can go fuck yourself. I had like a bit of a go at yeah. the audience for like being so shit. Yeah. Then I did my set, and as I walked off, the woman, ah, oh, that's not going to make it. <laughs> so, so she'd gone from How thinking I was definitely do? actually went from definitely thinking I was going to be in that's so funny. to watching my set and going, you're not going to be in. <laughs> so, you know, it's better to sort of say it there and then, I guess, yeah. get it out of the way. Um, I also one of the other standout experiences I watched Lion. Do you know Lion. That oh, that film, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Do you mind know? it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Indian, Indian boy. Yeah. Gets lost. Gets lost. Yeah. Then he moves to Australia. Yeah. He eats a samosa. Yeah. And it reminds him that he should go find his like. So route. he gets on Google Maps. Yeah. For, so for eight, that bit fucking, is boring so, in the film. Sorry, I should say he's long. been sitting it. We've yeah. got Zander flip tricks <laughs> uh, here. Yeah, I'm just catching so up. So you there. can chip in if you want, mate. Cool. But have you seen the film? No. Right. So the first part of that film is an Indian boy, like this yeah. incredible actor, yeah, this amazing, kid, yeah. and it's like a compelling story of this kid being lost in India he's 1500 kilometres from home or whatever and he, some people try and like capture him and shit like that it's amazing yeah. and then the, the rest of the film yeah. is Dev Patel on Google Earth <laughs> I mean it's that fucking bit goes on forever. insane and he's sort of supposed to be going a bit mad yeah. and working out his identity it's so yeah. dumb Nicole, not dumb it yeah. has to be the true story Yeah. but they must have got to that bit in Australia and gone how can this possibly compete <laughs> yeah. we've had like one of the most incredible child actors I've ever mm. seen mm. Conveying this really heart wrenching story. Yeah. And then Dev Patel's on his laptop. <laughs> and don't worry, I mean, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, Dev is good. Yeah. But, good. you know, I'm not having it. Anyway, that's us <laughs> good all to be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. That is yeah, everything. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I am delighted to say we have got, on our comeback episode, we have got our guest today, Zander, aka Flip Tricks. Uh, how hey you on, doing, man. mate? Yeah, Head of good. High Focus Record. How do you want me to. Yeah, Head of Five Focus, Flip Tricks, yeah, Four Owls member. Yeah, there you go. Mm. MD, are you MD? CEO. CEO, there, there you go. go. CEO. CEO, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four Owls member. Uh, just general legend. I'm stone jamming, I threw the whole bag in. Puffing no challenge, I'm known to smoke gallons. I hit them with the flow, they're like, who's the man? One who's on the road with the stickers like blam. Step up in the jam with the owls and the fam. Looking kind of hats like I just linked my yak for a slam. And I did, I was like, bam. Almost single-handedly responsible for keeping UK hip-hop where it should be, right? Pick up, man. That's yeah. Great. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, nice no, pleasure, man. Uh, so, uh, what have you been up to? Um, recovering from Glastonbury for a little while. Were you performing there, or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a show um, at the Rum Shack stage at the Common. Yeah, it was crazy. Pretty rowdy, and then I stayed for the whole week. Um, Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just because uh, the weather was so good, and do you camp? I did camp, yeah. Do you? How do you find that? Well, position the tent in a nice shady right. location, so it was not too bad. What is the um? What's the toilet situation saying? Yeah. Showers. Pretty bad, pretty bad. But we got the artist showers and toilets. So Are they yeah. nice? A lot nicer. A, a little bit nicer. Right. Because <laughs> I can't really deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Not so like, whenever a week of it for sure. No. One whenever I do festival stretch. gigs, yeah, I arrive. Like ten minutes from due to go on stage, yeah, yeah. and I leave almost I immediately. I don't yeah. want to run the risk really of having to take a shit while yeah, yeah. community of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I, just I saw Romish. It's just the toilet situation yeah, freaks yeah. me out. Is it a long drop? Is the artist's toilet a long drop? Yeah, it is a long drop. Oh yeah. my god, man! That's no, proper oh. nasty. So what do you do? Do you? I mean, did you, 
Oh, sorry, I don't want to get too personal. <laughs> you have to squat, innit? There's no other option. But I would just try not to shit for the week. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did you not think about that? Was that a potential strategy or not? No, I think by day two, you know what I mean? Let's get this game over. Oh, my God. <laughs> so how was Glastonbury apart from that? Yeah, no, it was epic, man. It was yeah. good. It's good to see Rag and Bone Man as well up yeah. on the main stage or the other stage. Um, yeah, look, lots of good acts. So Rag and Bone Man, was he, was, he was high focused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put out like two of his first early projects. Right. Dog and Bone EP that's produced by Leaf Dog, who produces all the 4 hour stuff. I keep my soul, I keep my soul. Yeah. And then put that solo me EP produced by Dirty Dyke. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, after that he got a lot of mainstream interest in that obviously from his from his voice. Yeah, yeah. And then ended up getting a publishing deal with Warner and then signed to Columbia, I think it is. Holy shit. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Um, and you, uh, we had Verbs and uh, Mad Nice from Four Hours on. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you are Four Hours coming out of anything? Are you working on a new thing at the moment? We've got like a couple tracks sitting there, but the way we work is that we always like like to get together in a room and like go through all the beats and then like write all the lyrics together in like an old school sort of way rather than doing it over the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now we all live in different cities, so we haven't actually got anything sorted, but. The last album kind of took its toll. Like, yeah, to, like yeah. through, the first album, we didn't even decide that we were going to make it. Right. It just happened by Leaf Dog came down. We made a few tracks, got verbs involved, getting pretty high, decided we would call ourselves at Owls. <laughs> and then, like, that's how that album happened. So you were stoned when you made the decision to do the Owl thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, it comes from, like, Cypress Hill. They've got a track called Burn Another Owl. Right. So we were like, yeah, we're just burning bare owls and uh, decided <laughs> that we would call ourselves the Owls. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that kind of came up. Then we're like, I'm Big Al, he's the form wing, Rusty Takeoff, and Bird T. And then it was born. And then, like, we put it out, didn't realize it would be such a success, basically. Yeah. Um, and then obviously everyone wanted the second album. That took us like three years to make compared to the one before. That took because like it was weeks. because you couldn't get any weight or something. Or... <laughs> that was part of the reason. <laughs> but I don't know. More pressure. We had to make. We made a lot more tracks. We made like 36 tracks or whatever, and then just chose 16. And and then what? So where are these 20 tracks? They're just sitting on a sitting on a hard drive. Should. We've got I... an unreleased track with uh, R.A. the Rugged Man. Are you well. serious? Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna ever put it out? Yeah, I hope, I hope we do. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was prolific enough to have material that I got. When you see my tour show, yeah, nothing <laughs> has gone to waste there, mate. Every yeah, yeah. single fucking yeah. word I've yeah. written. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's different when you're in a group. I'm similar to you, like yeah. as a solo artist. I put pretty much most of the stuff that I write yeah. does go out. But with the group, because it's four of us, we made a rule like all four have to agree that it makes a grade. Right. So if one person's like, I don't like it for whatever reason, even if everyone else likes it, it kind of goes in the bin. Oh shit, right, okay. <laughs> and do you have a thing where like, because like, do you remember, I don't know if you remember, I remember reading an interview with the RZA, mm. and he was saying that one of the issues you had with Wu-Tang mm. is that when they came together to do a group album, yeah. they would hold back on like their best verses, like yeah, to keep them for their solo stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Man. We're always trying to outdo each other on the owl stuff, so it's oh, really? quite, I guess it's a bit competitive. 
How does it compare to doing your solo stuff? By the way, the album is yeah. amazing. Your latest album's so good, man. Cheers, man. I love nice it. one. I stay spitting cause I'm outspoken I'm at the pub outside in the rain smoking Man's up on the inside cocking, getting coking It's been a long fucking day like the summer solstice Everybody needs escapes if you ever notice Couple shots down the neck, now the night's in motion It's good vibes, till a fist fight or war commotion 24-7, 36, the office open um, How does that, how It's do different because I guess you kind of build a persona as an owl a bit do you know what I mean when I'm yeah. writing on Big Owl obviously I'm Flip Tricks um, so I guess that sort of thing and the whole like group vibing off each other like when we're going through Leaf's Beats you know we choose the concept we decide it all together it's more in- input right, right, right. from everyone else rather than solo it's like just yourself how long have you been making music? Um, since I was wait, about 15 years since I was 16 holy shit and how did you what sort of things were you listening to when you first got into hip hop like, how did you get into it my first early stuff was like Fuji's um, Big Pun Big L Big E like the three bigs all the bigs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three bigs here yeah, they got me into it and then I was just loving it you know for like four years and then I heard UK hip hop like yeah. Jess Task Force Kalashnikov and that that's when it switched changed for me I was like wow because there's people from our country making music that I can relate to. It seemed a lot more accessible. So did you find that you, you're preferring the UK stuff to the US stuff? I love the US stuff and I still yeah. do, but I think I've resonated more with the UK stuff and right. I just proper got into that scene and that's what made it inspired me to start writing lyrics and then I had yeah. some friends around me who started writing lyrics and we were just kind of, car- just that's how we got into it really. Um, big pun, mm. Roop, are you... He's, he's gone, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. You looked so nervous <laughs> that you were going to proclaim somebody dead that wasn't. Um, did you ever see him live? <clears throat> no, unfortunately not. I didn't either, but nah. the stories you hear about when he was... Because like, he, yeah. he was big when he first started. Yeah, yeah. And then if anything... I mean, success is not going to make you lose weight, is it? Nah. So, like, he got even bigger. Mm, and then a lot of gigs, he would do Ill. a track and then have to sit down and shit yeah. like that. Because also, his style... Was so breathless anyway. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like his yeah. proper. He inspired my flow a lot. Oh really? Yeah. Days, yeah. The harsh realities of life have taken toll. Even Jesus Christ forsake my soul. Please tell me what price to pay to make it whole. Take control. I'm making dough, but not enough to blow. Jos, they lost my flow, but they yo. I don't trust the soul. The soul I know it needs. I always wondered about the mentality of Fat Joe. Yeah. Bringing him out because don't get me wrong, I like Fat Joe. Yeah, yeah. But you're called Fat Joe, and then you bring someone who's better than you, who's also fatter than you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like an insane fucking strategy. It'd be like me bringing some of the lazier eye, yeah. <laughs> like onto the scene. Do you know what I mean? I think it wasn't a big pun. Like, I might be wrong, but wasn't he like an American football who's like really was into he? it and do, doing really well? And yeah. then I think he like had a b- real bad injury, and then got into like comfort food. eating. Mm. Oh and shit! And that's how he got so big. How did he die? Like, was it related? It? I think it was. Well, he had like, didn't he have sleep apnea or something? So like, he'd be in mid conversation and then just, yeah. And then it was like heart. Yeah, I think it was a heart thing. Just Do you know what? I feel really bad. At, I'm just assuming that. Yeah. I don't. I think it was a heart thing. Right. Okay. Good. We'll get that verified. And yeah, if yeah. not, we'll edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Big L, Big L. Yeah. There's like, there's some EP. Have you had that EP? Well, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. dead as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. They all are. It's good having like, 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 <laughs> Basically, don't call yourself big if yeah. you're a rapper. Yeah, yeah that is true, yeah. actually. I hadn't thought yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, big L's just got... The, have you had this EP, the, the Vaults EP? Have you had this? I'm not sure. It's good. What, is it him 
on it. It's like some. Like no, some it's not him on it. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really weird move by the record label. They've said it's an unreleased stuff from Big L, but he's not on it at all, which is weird. It's just people talking about it. Oh, wow. Him. That's yeah. a really weird concept. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird, isn't it? No, it's like old, it's old track. It's good. Yeah. Is it good? It's not like that one that Biggie brought out, or the one that they brought out. Do you know what? Like years I'm so after. glad you brought that mm. fucking Life After Death mm. album. And they did that with Tupac as well, didn't they? No, hold on, hold on. Rebirth. Hold on. What's yeah. the what's the yeah. one? The Rebirth. One? Was it? No. Is it Rebirth? What's it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's so many guests a, on it. Sorry, so yeah. it's Ready to Die, Laugh mm. After Death, and then there was another one they brought yeah. out. That album, not Life After Fuck Me. That, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that album's bad. The one after that, yeah. whatever that's called, yeah. where it's like puffy mm. for ages, and then you hear yeah. Biggie like... On the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having to have yeah, an old having voice a conversation. Yeah. yeah, Puff, have you got tickets for the train journey? Sorry, I'm running a bit late. Yeah. yeah, fucking insane. Uh, anyway, so you're into the bigs. Yeah. Uh, do you still listen to American hip hop now? Yeah, yeah, I do. More sort of like, I don't know, Action Bronson, quite into him. He's, yeah, he's, I like he's him. a good guy. Yeah. Um, Joe Badass as well. That that new album, Joe yeah. Badass, is in, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so good, man. Yeah. That's a rec that's mm. a Romesh Reco. Yeah. Uh, right there. <laughs> Going like the wind, I can't seem to win. I know the end is near, but I just don't know when. Turn on the CNN, look at what I see again. It's another black man. That at the white man of justice. Um, but so I was in the States recently, mm. and um, all they listened to, all that was playing on the radio was Future, just yeah. non-stop. Yeah, yeah. And that fucking song, Mask Off. Have you heard that song? Yeah. That Percocet. Yeah. I, honestly, have you heard this song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can't Go deal on. with it. It was every other song mm. was this future song. Are you a future fan? I haven't, I haven't really checked his music too much, to be honest. I can't. I've heard everyone talking about <laughs> I it. I can't deal with yeah. it. I can't deal with it. I tried to, I, I sort of got it being in America. It's all mm. hot and everyone's in like nice cars and mm. shit. I get it. Yeah. But fuck that. Who's, anyway. Who is he? Do you know anything about him? Do I know anything yeah. about him? He's like the, he's like the forefront of like the sort of mumbly sort of trap kind of. Mm. No, but like who, what, what's his story? Do you know? What's his story? Yeah. Age. Um, star sign. I don't know. Look, look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> what I can tell you, Rupert, and this is the fact that you may yeah. he's still alive. Ah, there so you there you go. Well, because he hasn't got that's, big, yeah. Yeah. Not big He's going to change himself to big feet. Yeah, yeah. How did High Focus come about? Basically, about 2006, 2007, uh, when I was finishing my second album, I was recording in Camberwell, a chemo studio yeah. that was half owned by Jest. Right. And, um, so at that point in time, like YNR, which is Jess label, was one of the only sort of real labels around at that time because Low Life, I think, had crumbled yeah. just before or around that time. Um, so like my ambition then was to get signed to YNR really. So I made my whole album and like had all my videos done, sent it to Will, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm feeling this. Like I would be up for putting it out, but you know you have to wait like a year or maybe a year and a half because he had all the other artists." stuff that was sort of booked him before. Stacked up before you, yeah. And then he just said to me, he's like, the best advice that I could give to you would be to do it yourself, like to start your own label. And that yeah. kind of spurred me to 
to like you know go for it basically. But at the point at that point in time, it was only as a means to release my own material. Right. I hadn't thought about doing Bring the other, other stuff. Bringing other people on, yeah. But I was at a music college at the time, so they kind of helped me out with like you know the things that you have to register to like PRS, PPL, all the sort of little basics of setting up a label. And then I released the album, went down well, got some good press, and started doing shows. And then around that time. I like met Jam Baxter and Dirty Dyke and Leaf Dog and all of yeah. them guys. I was hanging around with them, and just really rated Baxter. And he had made his album, and he saw like what I'd done and like how well I put mine out. Yeah. Um, and he was just basically like, "Oh, would you be up for like releasing it?" And then I sort of came to him with a proposition. He's like, "Yeah, that sounds cool." And then that's put Jam Baxter's out. And then before I knew it, Leaf Dog was like, "I've got an album." Dirty Dyke was like, "I've got an album." Yeah. So then put those out and then it just kind of spiraled from there and then I just decided this is what I'm going to do and then just tunnel vision, super focused, just went for it basically. Holy shit, man. So, um, and then how do you decide? Because that feels, sounds quite all kind of organic. It, it, the whole label is super organic. Because like from an outsider's point of view, mm. like I would say, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say yeah. that your label is synonymous with the best UK hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and and it feels like you've got a really high quality control. Yeah, definitely. But but it's people that you meet up with and like and yeah, every everyone has just been like literally like friends who I've made throughout the scene. It's all been supernatural, um, in two ways. Supernatural. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I don't know. It is it is it is a pretty mad thing, and that's why I think it works as well because it's created a movement. Like everyone's yeah. all featured on each other's projects. They all back each other. We all do the shows and the tours. It's created more of a movement. Yeah, which I think is really important in in hip hop and stuff. Like even guys in grime are doing it. You know, boy better know. There's there's strong, it's like you know, strong yeah. power in numbers. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and has anyone approached you to put their album out that you wouldn't want to put out? Yeah, we have had a lot of people approach us. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I would do it if it was good enough. But I mean, there's a lot of like average guys, and then I imagine you're getting every time you're at a gig, you get people give you tapes. And yeah, shit. yeah. Tapes. There's a lot. <laughs> I was trying to think of. I was trying to think of. I'm trying to think of a generic term. Yeah. Compact discs. Because yeah. no, because what I was thinking is it could be or a USB CD. Yeah. It could be USB. Yeah. I was trying to think of a catch-all yeah, term. Yeah. yeah. I could have said recordings. Yeah. You could have. So I imagine. Let me try again. So I imagine like when you're at gigs and stuff, people are giving you eight tracks and like yeah, uh, beat a max eight tracks. <laughs> does that happen a lot? Yeah, it does happen quite a bit. Yeah. And then, do you listen to everything? I do what, what I can, but I'm, yeah, it's pretty tough. Obviously, like the inboxes and stuff get pretty full. Email, some... there you go, that's another there thing. You, go, yeah, you could email it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you purposely hunt stuff down? or you just I do, I, am, I always keep an eye out, yeah. yeah. I really want to sign a female artist. I've been looking for a long time. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> there are decent ones, there are some decent ones out there. So shit, they're all shit. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> <laughs> there are but yeah, it's obviously a very male-dominated uh, genre. It yeah. would be nice to have some like really sick female MCs, or even just kind of like singers, you know, just on that sort of production. Like how Rag and Bone kind of works, yeah. singing over the hip hop beats. If there's any like female artists out there, do send your tapes in. Too we'll, rummish. Send your cassettes in. Yeah. We'll pass them on to. You could be the filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You mentioned Boy Better Know. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say, right? Because mm. like. A lot of people, we've talked about this a lot on this, but like, yeah. a lot of people think that the British urban scene, mm. in terms of MCs and stuff, is grime. Yeah. Right? And there's like, loads of people sort of think that the UK hip hop scene has morphed into, there's this misconception yeah, yeah. that it's just changed into grime and that's what it is now. Yeah. What is your attitude towards grime in with regards? Because yeah. you don't have, I mean, I guess, when we had Ocean Wisdom on, yeah. he talks about some of his stuff being yeah. a little bit kind of a bit. He, of both he can cross over a bit yeah. as well, like Dead Players and Baxter. You know, the tempo, yeah. kind of down to the tempo. I'm actually a massive fan of Grime. I've been listening to it for a long time. Yeah, like wherever, sort of ten years or whatever. Um, I back it. I rate it. But I think it's good because ten years ago there wasn't even much exception of people rapping from this country. Yeah. So it's good that they're, you know, people, you'd ask a kid 10 years ago who their favourite rappers are, it'll be American. You ask yeah, them yeah. now, it's all probably going to be UK guys, yeah, which yeah. is a positive thing for UK music in general. And I just kind of hope that it will be, I'm hoping there's going to be a kind of transition so everyone's going to be well into grime for a while and road rap and that. And then they're going to just hopefully discover our scene more. Yeah. Obviously, because I think there's a lot of more experimentation within the lyrics and it's less repeating the same stuff and like less generic I think yeah and have you um, it'd be good for mainstream uh, radio to like you know show more love do, so what what is it doing with radio can you get stuff because recently I think Mr. Jam mm. played uh, he played Dirty Dyke yeah. didn't he and didn't Frankie Boyle yeah Frankie on, Boyle had on Dyke on New World Order yeah yeah and Mr. Jam gave Dyke like a triple wheel up on radio which is pretty cool yeah Basically, I put out a tweet just being like, mainstream radio is an absolute joke. Like, you don't need to do your job properly. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that sort of popped off a bit. Dyke added some people in. And then that resulted in Mr. Jam playing Dyke, having an interview on the phone, playing some Dabla tunes, me going on Kiss FM. So I guess that kind of did help. Um, you know, there's DJs like DJ MK. He's a real good guy. He, yeah, he we had MK the on. Scene. Yeah. And, yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. Um, so yeah, I think it's just that transitional period, you know, they play what the kids think are cool or they kind of set the trends, don't they? So Yeah. And then I guess you're gonna get a situation you get situations where something blows up yeah. and then a radio session didn't want to play it and yeah. then you get to go go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. It's just the kind of scene like what led me to do that tweet is like the movement that we've created, the fan base that I know that we have, all the cities and go around the world like we toured Australia and like a couple of times and all around Europe. And like we even went to like 
uh, Austria and they play our music quite a lot on mainstream radio. Do they really? Like, yeah. The four hours actually ended up talking about politics on like mainstream <laughs> radio, like out there, which is like completely unheard of. That would never happen here. It's yeah. just funny to see like other countries even maybe supporting it more than our own country. Yeah. Which is interesting. But I think it's just a matter of time, really. Yeah, well, it feels like, have you. It feels like you guys have blown up, like, yeah. got much bigger yeah. recently. Is that mm. true? Is that just perception? Or no, what? I think it, it's it's kind of like exponential growth, really. Yeah. It? Just kept, just got to keep putting out the fire releases. Yeah. And Rummish, you thinking of setting up your own record label? <laughs> really get have I asked some really? Have I asked? Has <laughs> my line of questioning suggested? I'm just interested in the process. I'm, not, I'm being silly. I just want to know, you know, how what you do with the tapes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking what, so the, pissed what, off about some tapes. <laughs> What, what annoys sort of me about hours it? do you work? Do you get in at nine? Okay, nine? all right, mate. <laughs> I wish I wish you hadn't picked me up on saying tape. Oh, it's funny. No, but then that, that it's definitely going to be in now, isn't it? Whereas if you didn't fucking let it go, Xander let it go. Yeah, no, I should have. Yeah. So what's your ultimate ambition for High Focus? Worldwide domination. Yeah. Have you had any interest from the US? Um, I mean, obviously we work with Premier. Yeah. Um, How did that come about? That's just from Lee, like Leaf Dog is obviously, like we're all massive fans of him. Yeah. Um, but Leaf has a produ producer, you know, he's the guy who he looked up to most. And then Leaf's managed to collaborate with tons of like American artists. Right. Um, and he worked with Apathy and he saw that he had DJ Premier's like contact details. So he got in touch with his management. Yeah. And Premier had actually played a few of the Four Hours first tracks on his radio show. Oh, really? And like in Front magazine years ago, he named like Kalashnikov and myself as his two favourite British MCs. Holy shit! So I was like, wow, when I found that out. But then yeah. we knew that he knew of us and liked us. So then, yeah. basically, I yeah, made the connect. Obviously, spoke to the management, got all the business stuff sorted, and then um, he called up Leaf and like they had a good chat on the phone and spoke about what we what we were looking for in the beat. Leaf Dog seems like quite a cool guy. Yeah, no. Was he cool talking to Premier? Yeah, I think he was shitting himself at first. <laughs> Obviously, he's like, oh it's my really God. really dry mouth. He's <laughs> calling me down. <laughs> like, but yeah, no. <laughs> Since then, we've met him a couple of times. Um, and what's he like? Up. Yeah, he's a real good guy, man. He's cool. You can't say he's a prick. He's a <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't yeah. think that, but. No, he's a good guy. Met him at Outlook Festival. Um, and also in London as well. Yeah. When he's doing a show with the, with the band and that. And does he keep... Because whenever you hear him doing a skit mm. on anything, yeah, it's always about playing the real shit. Yeah, you talk about that all the, I get the impression that he talks about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, even when you're talking about sport or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He just keeps bringing it back to yeah. why the fuck Radio's not playing <laughs> underground real shit. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> it was a time, though, when, like... I mean, there, I mean, it still is. Mm. Every single time you hear one of it, like, you know that his production's on something. Yeah, yeah, You definitely. just get yeah. so excited to hear it. Mm. Right? Um, have you, just as a side note, yeah. have you listened to Jay-Z's new album? I haven't, because I'm, I'm not Tidal. So. Right, so have you? Yeah, I did a... So I downloaded Tidal yeah. oh. just to listen to this album. <laughs> okay, house nigga, don't fuck with me. I'm a feel nigga with Sean Cutlery. Go play the quarters where the butlers be. I'm going to play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rented. Snoop Dogg, did you see that? He said he had to get his mate to torrent he it. He couldn't yeah. work out how to, how to use Tidal. He's like, I don't yeah. understand. Well, what I've it heard is. that um, Kanye has. He's dropped he's out. Got, yeah, he? he dropped out of Tidal. Right. Out of some money dispute, but mm. it's obviously because Kanye's gone batshit crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, 
But um, okay, this is my. What do you think of Jay Z's album? I've I've had like two listens. Okay, and what do you think? Based I'm not on your bl- like immediately blown away. Sort of Give me an example of something that immediately blew you away, so I can just sort of point a reference. <laughs> a big, a Biggie's first album. Biggie's first yeah. album, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, I am interested to know mm. what you look like when you're blown away by something. <laughs> I just want to know: does your face change? Well, or... Do I just sort of like fall to the ground? Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> like look to the sky <laughs> on my knees, <laughs> welling up a bit sometimes. This, this is what I thought of the album, right? Yeah. Having said that, when I downloaded Tidal, I realised that Tidal was actually quite good. Is yeah, it? yeah. Is there loads? It is a good player, isn't it? To yeah. get people. Yeah, because it fucking it. worked on me. I'm yeah. a marketing dream, yeah. mate. Because like, yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'll get that. Because mm. the thing is, yeah. with Kanye, because I wanted to listen to Life of Pablo, right? Yeah. But I knew eventually that would get on yes. other shit. But with yeah. Jay Z, he's so desperate. Is he not going to make... bring it out, though? It'll, like, I don't it'll know. come out eventually. I don't know. Right. But, like, but what I did think about the album is. Because he talked, do you know about like what he talks about on the album? Uh, my mate said this, isn't it really like family orientated? Well, he basically has cheated on Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so the whole blatantly. thing is like, uh, like an episode of Jeremy Carr. Like yeah. he's talking, he's like apologising yeah. for like cheating on her yeah. left, right, and centre or whatever. His mum comes out as gay on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's all this shit, like all yeah. these revelations. But then I think he sort of thought that's enough. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Almost yeah. like. Cause like there's like there's like cause no ID's produced all of it I think right and no ID's great mm. and the beats are all amazing but a lot of the tracks he does a couple of verses and then just drops off and then they just let the track play for ages and right. like yeah. it's really weird I don't know it I feels heard, like, like Beyonce had to like sign off on all his lyrics apparently as I well. can't I'm not surprised by that what the whole album apparently wow but it's good it's good the title track the mm. beat is amazing yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. And uh, apparently, there's another three tracks due to come out soon. It's called 444 because that's when he woke up and came up with that tune. He woke up at 4:44 in the morning and <laughs> I came mean, up with that I mean, he's not really trying that. And then he called it 4:44. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that? Do you ever have that where you, where you wake up in the middle of the night and you got an idea? I don't know, not, not, not too much, to be honest. So, so one of the things with comedians, right, yeah. is you're supposed to, like, yeah. be on the lookout for yeah, when yeah. inspiration hits at any moment. <laughs> so I started, like, fucking putting notes on my phone and shit, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'll show you... So basically, I wake up in the middle of the night with an yeah. idea for a routine, and I used to think, oh, that's so good, mm. I'm going to... I'm definitely going to remember that, and well, then like, I don't. Oh, yeah, so sweet. now I've started, like, listing it on my phone, right? So give me an example... Here you go. Here's something I wrote the other day that I thought of, right? This is fucking insane. So I'm I'm thinking about turning this into a routine. Um, Woman got coat stuck in tube door. How long till you abandon it? That's supposed to be an idea. Uh, Ed Sheeran has to be so fucking talented. I don't know. What's that? (laughs) You're just saying what people Um, are thinking. Here we go. Nicholas Cage eating cockroach doesn't make you a good actor. Uh, uh, Satnav doesn't exhibit stress and it's annoying. Uh, uh, people say you can get a great body and then talk about their bodies on Facebook. Yeah, is that a routine? Yeah, you got there. legs. Why do we celebrate really young kids doing shit? That's another one. Avocado lattes. Yeah, that's it. That's the, is that a thing? Uh, yeah, that is a thing. Have you? I think I it's a joke. I think some cafe no, did right. it as a joke. Right. Um, eating vegetarian at Nando's. I actually think there's something yeah, in that. I do do that. What's that? Are you vegetarian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Are you vegetarian? Yeah, man. Right, so this is good, right? So I'm vegan, right? <laughs> you're not. You no, eat anything, no. right? Yeah. So this is the thing is, right? If you're vegetarian or vegan for a reason, eating at Nando's isn't right. Yeah. I mean, I know they do a good veggie burger, mm. but they're never going to change. You're supporting. Mm. Yeah. You're supporting something yeah. that slaughters chicken mm. by its very nature. Yeah, no, Nando's continued existence means that chickens are fucked, mm. right? And you're never going to buy enough veggie burgers for Nando's to change their core strategy. Mm. They're never going to go, That's true. I think we should just do veggie burgers. They're, they're flying out the doors. The only reason why we go there so much is because it's Leaf Dog's favourite place to eat. Is it? So when everyone we're on tour, he's like, Google Maps, Nando's, and just like, goes there every time. So uh, yeah, I get, so, dra- I get dragged into it. There you go. So that's got legs that routine. I got food poisoning from a Nando's. Go on, tell me about it. Well, it was before I was going to New York at Christmas. Yeah. And yeah, I had it that night and I woke up at four, four, four in the morning, not 4.44. Yeah. And just properly bent over ill. Yeah. From Nando's. Throwing up? Yeah. Did you Every, go and back? Rest, yeah. Did you go back to Nando's? Both ends? Yeah. Did you Hell. go back to Nando's and complain? No, because we were flying out the next day. So right. I had to sit on, a, on an eight-hour flight. <laughs> oh, my God. I, have you ever reheated rice in a microwave? No, you're no. not allowed to. It's illegal, isn't it? Well, I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> um, but I did it. Did you? And it is the worst... What follows the worst three days of my life. Really? Mm. Don't do it. Have you ever uh, done it? No. No, don't do it, man. Uh, anyway, so there you go. That's rice. That's good, isn't it? That's rice fucking nailed. Actually, I might make a note. We've, na- we've nailed Nando's. Don't, don't so sort of weirdly workshopping Rummish's <laughs> yeah. set for Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Live hip hop. Mm. We've got a bugbear about it here. Yeah. Do you, what do you think of it? Depends who you're, who you're watching. Some people are, are amazing, and other people can make you not, not like their music anymore. Do you have a best hip hop show that you've been to? Like, is there anyone that sticks out in your memory? Is like. Uh, I mean, we were talking about him earlier, but R.A. the Rugged Man's show is pretty impressive. Yeah. I know the Jess Franco of hip-hop, leave you faceless, torture chambers, say this, in the basement, rugged man, who's the foulest, who's the rudest, I grab my dick while I do this, H.G. Lewis, the 2000 maniacs, who this? I remember one of the first times I saw him, just like the, you know, his flow is obviously crazy, and he tried to do a front flip on stage and just landed on his back. <laughs> and then got some girl out of the crowd and started like slobbering all over her shoe. <laughs> it was pretty amusing. <laughs> that, right. did that, but yeah, that's not really killing it on the mic, is it? But, uh, <laughs> that stage presence, you know, yeah. it's pretty good. Um, as we toured with those guys, Dope DOD. I'm not, yeah. I don't massively listen to their music, right. but their show was like really impressive. Oh, really? Because yeah. what? What was so good about it? Just the energy and like the engagement with the crowd and like. The DJ before they all came out was like wearing a mask, standing on the turntable, like standing on the, you know, the turntable table, yeah. just going crazy. I don't know, just a high energy. Certain people, yeah, yeah. Kill it, but um, you just, do you just find it disappointed too too many times? I've been to so many, yeah, and uh, just most of them have been crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I went to see Jerry the Damager, yeah, and he stormed off, yeah. Halfway through because he didn't. The crowd weren't giving him what he wanted. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Carner was good. Obviously yeah. That was yeah, good. Puts on the show. Um, but yeah, I like. There's certain acts I'll always see, but yeah. it's all like old school acts like yeah. De La Soul. If they come over, mm. I'll watch them. Yeah. The Roots, although they won't now mm. that much because of their Fallon House band. But yeah. if they come over, I'll watch them. So there's certain gr- mm. like bands and things. You yeah. Think, yeah. 
And um, like when we had Ocean Wisdom on, yeah. he was like, he obviously is somebody that cares a lot yeah. about the live aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. But like I, we were talking about this before we started recording, but when I went to see The Far Side, yeah, like I love The Far Side, mm. and they were playing Bizarre Ride like from top to bottom, but they yeah. just didn't really seem that into it. Do you know yeah. I mean, it sort of feels like um, people don't like a lot of hip hop acts don't see that touring part mm. as. Mm like a way of they see it as an obligation that yeah. you've got to do it to promote the album yeah. whereas actually if you get really good at it that's the way you make a lot of your money no? yeah. I guess yeah a lot of the money is definitely in live shows but I think a lot of the guys that you've like named as well obviously are in the older generation yeah. hip hop so they've been doing it a long time so maybe they're just tired, tired now oh that's true <laughs> and also being on Fuck tour man, like... I'm just seeing people that are just <laughs> nearly dead <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening yeah and like if you're doing Show after show after show, it can be pretty exhausting. Like, I've been, definitely been on like tours, and you know, just kind of you have to amp yourself up. You find it in. Yeah. What do you do if you? What do you do? Red Bull. Um, just gin. Gin. Because right. <laughs> I was really tired before a tour show, and I next like three Red Bulls, <laughs> and I did a ninety-minute show in about eleven minutes. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> It was like absolutely to see that really high. Energy. Oh my god, I was just totally off it. <laughs> totally off it, man. I was like Lee Evans, yeah. <laughs> sweating loads. <laughs> what are you listening to at the moment? Um, just yeah, been listening to quite a lot of the new High Focus unreleased. Have stuff. you? Interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> what is this? Surprise! Uh, um, so what's this? Yeah, we've got a new Verb T album. Right. Um, it's a collaborative project between Jan Baxter, Ed Scissor and Ghost Town, which is called Laminated Cakes. Right. Um, a lot of Ocean's new stuff, which is getting there nicely now for his second album. So what, do we know when that's coming out? Hopefully near the end of this year. Okay. That's what we're aiming for. Definitely some singles will be out this year. Is uh, my perception of Ocean Wisdom is that he's about, like, he could... It I looks like he's going to break out. Right? Yeah, I reckon he can, man, definitely. Yeah. Is he... Is that play... Does he... Is he think about that at all or is he just trying to do yeah, it yeah no he's he's a clever guy man he's definitely conscious of yeah he's definitely conscious and aware of how you know how he presents himself what he says in his music and how he goes about it all yeah um, he's got a decent manager as well who's definitely helping him out so yeah and uh, okay so you got that and then uh, do you listen to any American stuff now um, yeah like Action Bronson and them sort of guys um, and just yeah quite a lot of the old stuff but I'm so busy these times so yeah yeah and quite a lot of like grime and road rap I just kind of like to keep up to date with who your favourite grime goes um Wiley gets just because of his lyric lyricism gets yeah. lyricism is crazy obviously he's like pretty aggy but I don't think any grime guy would really want to clash him do you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> um D double E is one of my long term favourites yeah um what are you listening to at the moment Rupert uh, that thing you sent me. Yeah. What's it called? Jaron Benton. Yeah. I've been I've been listening to that yesterday. Uh, yeah. I mean, he just sort of is obsessed with Wu Tang, isn't he? My mama must have did crack in the 80s. Came out the pussy hole acting is crazy. Shit, they put you in the beat just for smacking your babies. Keep staring, I draw the weapon like keep hearing. It's apparent these niggas wild and they need parents. Bitch, I'm ruthless. I fucked and I make excuses. To throw the deuces, I told you bitches we ain't exclusive. I'm a black activist, so activist, your man. 
that album. Yeah. So do you know Jaron Benton? No. So do you know Hopson? Have you known Hopson? Hopson, yeah, yeah. So I think he was on Hopson's label. Right. But that label's like dissolved now, or whatever. So like, um, so this guy Jaron Benton, who's that album, he did an album a couple of years ago that I really like. But mm. this, I think this album came out either earlier this year or last year. It's called Mint Mint Coat Killer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and. Um, it's it's very Wu Tang yeah, influence. Yeah. Well, like he's, he's done a, a cream so he's sampling, yeah, cream yeah. seventeen. Yeah, and the opening of the album is like this kung fu mm. film sample. But it's that album, I love it, man. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I've been listening to that loads. Mm. So what? Uh, so apart from um, records, mm. t- oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the other thing I wanted to ask you. Right, I've just bought a. T- a um, a new like vinyl setup in my yeah. house, right? And then I went into HMV recently, mm. and their vinyl section, HMV Crawley, because yeah. they've got fucking loads of vinyl, man. Yeah, and it's so, uh, it's outsold um, digital downloads, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Months ago. Yeah, so. And you guys are always mm. putting out yeah, orange vinyl. vinyls or shit. And yeah, stuff like yeah. That, yeah. Have you noticed uh, people? It's like, definitely people... a resurgence in it. I think it's sort of the collectability mm. about it. I think a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if quite a lot of the people who even buy our records might not even take them out of the. Oh, you reckon? I don't know. Because I don't know how many people have turntables, like, you know? So what? I think there's a lot of collectors who just, like, if, they're, if you're really into something, they want to have the physical product Yeah. as well. Um, I just, if you... I mean, I get it, mm. but I think if you're buying vinyl and you've not got a, a yeah. turntable, you're a fucking piece. <laughs> I, I just can't... <laughs> yeah. I, I get... I yeah, maybe get, that's not... Maybe it's like, it get, looks nice in your house. Yeah. Yeah, but I get buying the vinyl <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you might not open it. Yeah, I yeah. get that. We've yeah, all yeah. done shit like that. Like, yeah, I've yeah. got, like... I used to buy DVDs, like, mm. you know, like, so many yeah. unwatched DVDs, mm. like, still in the... Obviously, right? Yeah. But you at least have the... F- Thing yeah. that you can play it on. <laughs> I don't know what your end game is there. Yeah, no, for real. Maybe that was a bit of a wild. No, place. I think no, but I think people do that. Yeah. I do think people do that. Mm. But then the other thing is, right? It's so it's so fucking because there's two movements. There's like mm. people that are into hip hop and want to hear violence. Yeah. There's also this hipster yeah. sort of thing where you invite friends around, yeah. you have dinner, you and like you all gather around, yeah. and you just go <laughs> listen to the crackle, yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's that movement. Yeah, as well, yeah. right? <laughs> That's what I think. What That's you, what I got worried about. What yeah. did you buy? Uh, like Technics. Yeah. yeah, and then I've got like a sp- little speaker system. Yeah, and you've just got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> start DJ. No, no. <laughs> Scratchy teams. Yeah, yeah. Do you DJ? Oh uh, no, no. I've messed about growing up, but there's something so lovely about scratching. Like, yeah. it's lovely if you've got slip mats and a proper mm. setup, mm. Yeah. and it is lovely if mm. you haven't mm. for the minute before you realise that you fucked up <laughs> yeah. both your setup and the yeah. record. My dad used to get pissed when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love doing that, because yeah. my parents were into disco, yeah. and then the number of Boney M records yeah. I just <laughs> fucked up. Like, just insane. But I want to have, like, because we're, we're redecorating, this is so boring, but we're re- redecorating our front room, so now mm. I want to have a little yeah, vinyl yeah. corner corner, mm. and then I'll invite people around and go oh check <laughs> yeah. out this you could frame this new high focus release things that yeah. people do frame it and put it on their wall or whatever yeah I'm trying to get like cool shit what's your gaff like do you have like hip hop posts like, not posters pictures yeah. and shit and vinyl in, I've got like a one of my rooms in my house I've made into like my recording studio right got my mate who's a carpenter to build like my own vocal booth in there so oh my just, god nice that's then, wicked man and then I've put like all of the high focus releases on vinyl in like 
you know, behind glass or whatever, or yeah. wall on the wall, they cover the whole wall in my studio. Amazing. So that's great. Do you know what I've got? So I just got, I've just turned, tried to turn my garage into an office, right? Mm. So I put, a white, I put a whiteboard up in there yeah. for me when I'm having ideas like yeah, yeah. woman gets coke, coke in <laughs> What about the ones on the phone, though? Pardon? I transfer right those to oh, the whiteboard, right? The, right? The, the one in, yeah. So anyway, what's happened is I've written on that whiteboard in permanent marker and just have not found the plan <laughs> to get rid of it. So that's that. There's a set of shit ideas that are fucking immortalised. Just I also staring you in the face. I also that. got really excited about um, getting... Um, like my favourite posters from my favourite films yeah. frames mm. right so I've got tr- um, Trading Places yeah right you know you know this film mm. and I just ordered a much too big thing so this this <laughs> box that was the size of our fucking front door arrived yeah. and it's this massive Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd hugging each other I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it how big is it like it's, dude it is massive <laughs> Like, is it like a billboard post? Yeah, it's not, it? honestly, it's insane. I don't know what the fuck. And then I, because so, I paid quite a bit of money for it, that should have rung alarm bells. Like this yeah, must yeah. be much bigger than you think. That's why it's a grand. Yeah. And it's, it's so fucking big. huge. Yeah. So it's got this. Uh, it's just useless to me. What's next on the horizon? Apart from the music you talked to us about, what's next on the horizon for High Focus? Um, yeah, dropping a load of new merchandise like t-shirts and caps and yeah. bags and that sort of stuff. Um, doing lots of putting on quite a few shows. Going to be doing a big show, Christmas show. I know it's quite far away, but at Coco in London. Nice. Which is a pretty nice venue. So who's going to be on at that? Everyone. Pretty, yeah, it should be like the whole roster, hopefully. Holy shit! We just, we go you should yeah. come. That I guarantee you'll have a good time. I want to come to that. Yeah. It'll so what revive, day is that? It'll revive your uh, opinion of like Okay. Hip-hop. Fine. <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, I'm coming. And you want? Do you yeah, want to go? Up for that. What yeah. date is it? I think it's 17th of December. 17th of December. I'm going. I mean, I don't know why I'm telling. Nobody gives a shit. Um, one thing I say about high focus uh, fans mm. is they're fucking militant. Yeah, right? for real. So whenever I've ever, I've ever like, cause I, like I've got some high focus gear. Mm. If I'm ever in a photo and I'm wearing a high focus t-shirt, yeah. guarantee there'll be some comments going, "Nice to see Romish fucking ripping high focus." <laughs> like, like just, <laughs> they're dedicated. Big it up the real yeah. fucking big up Roms. Like it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, right, listen, that's it. We're dying here and. Um, uh, it's too hot but yeah, you've been cool. an amazing guest thank you so yeah, much thank man. you that's what, man. Um, you've plugged everything you need to uh, is there anything else is there a word of wisdom that you, I've never asked any guests <laughs> your final thought it's should we new, do final thought okay feature. what's your I'll give you a bit of time yeah what's your final thought uh, I'm gonna get back into tapes I think uh, seriously, okay, hold, on. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. Jamie just why you just reminded me. Yeah. Didn't somebody on High Focus bring out a tape or something? Recently? Yeah, we started bringing tapes. There you go. There you go. So bringing what, them fuck back. You, Rupert. <laughs> so who's brought out tapes? Um, I, Ono Capono did. I brought out a tape of my album. There you go. Sorry. Jam back stuff. Oh, we can sort of edit around. No, this. no, we're not. We're keeping it in, and it's be worth it for this moment. Where I look <laughs> We've got like five tapes available. Five now. tapes. There you go. There you go. Is that uh, your final thought? No, my final thought is that we should just all be nice to each other. I mm. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just building up from that, <laughs> we are in a time now where it's divisive and mm. people are turning against each other. Yeah. And I think it's just nice for people just to have a think about that. Yeah. Just take mm. a step back. And when yeah, take a step back. Mm. And just reflect on the fact that we probably need more love in the world. Yeah. I've been Ramesh. Xander, <laughs> uh, what you got? Stay high, stay focused. One love to everyone. So much better That's than what it. we said. Yeah, well, uh, we, we, right, cool. <laughs> Listen, mate, it's been an honour having you on. Thank you yeah, so cool. much, man. Big up, guys. See you later, Rupert. Bye.
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.